0: Welcome to Loves and Actions podcast, where learning to lead a more fulfilling life in Christ becomes practical and applicable to the situations we face along our journeys every day. Thank you for listening. So I was doing some studying and I stumbled upon Luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 11. This is the story of when Simon Peter and James and John, the sons of Zebedee, decide to follow Jesus. It starts with Jesus getting into Simon's boat and asking to be taken a bit out from the shore. There were a lot of people who wanted to hear Jesus speak, and so he did this to allow for them to better hear and see him. After preaching, he asked Simon to cast his net into the sea. Simon does so reluctantly because he had tried previously and, well, he had caught nothing. This time, however, would be different. There were so many fish that the net begins to break. Simon calls out to the other boat for help and they come. But there's one problem. The number of fish cause both boats to start sinking. Simon Peter is astonished. He exclaims in verse 8, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Simon felt the weight of his doubt against the greatness of Christ, so much so that he doesn't feel worthy to be in his presence. James and John also find themselves amazed at what's just happened in this moment, Jesus says to Simon in verse 10, Do not be afraid, from now on you will catch men. And then we get to the part that gives me pause. In verse 11 we read, So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed Him. It's interesting to note that growing with God always seems to lead to some type of separation. We don't, however, reference that separation when we consider Christ's teachings on the narrow gate found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. But we must. Christ said, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. The gate that Christ refers to is narrow with intention. We cannot get through something so small if we have too much luggage to take with us. This means we have to leave some things, some people, and some situations behind. Not every person is meant to come with you on the next phase of your journey. Not every trait will serve us as we seek to reflect the character of Christ more deeply. Our dreams, intentions, and purposes must be reassessed to ensure that they are rooted in the Spirit of God. There is peace in letting go, even when life tries to guilt us into holding on. It's important to remember that there is considerable risk when we spend our time trying to take everything and everyone with us. We'll find that our movement is slowed down or even stalled. We'll end up lost along the way because we've succumbed to life's distractions. Our job stress, family drama, loneliness, pain, disappointment and trauma taunt us as we use external markers to define internal worth. By doing this, we've broken the first commandment. When we choose not to forsake what is meant to be left behind. God said in Exodus chapter 20 verse 3, "You shall have no other gods before me." Are we really living up to that standard? If we look at the first commandment as only speaking to literal gods, we might count ourselves as being obedient to that scripture. Nevertheless, It's important that we assess all aspects of our lives to see if there are any hidden gods that may not be so obvious. I would caution us that self is often the loudest God in the room. It's the part of us that wants what we want when and how we want it to happen. Unfortunately, it is the same self rooted in darkness that breeds doubt and fear when life isn't going according to our plans. In our spiritual disconnect, we become like the Israelites who at times thought it would be better to go back to being slaves in Egypt than to experience freedom with God. They had an idea as to how their journey should go, and when life gave them something different, they did not want to adjust or seek understanding. They wanted to retreat. And I know that feeling, of not fully comprehending a part of the journey and wondering if going backwards is the better answer. Fear will have us deciding to look behind when God is telling us to move forward. In our discomfort, we'll make decisions to the detriment of our souls. We'll delay our healing, forego our blessings, and give more credence to the voice of others because we've distanced ourselves from the voice of God. There is danger in choosing to place the opinions of others before God. And what's interesting is that often people want us to do exactly that, they want us to agree with them. To see their recommendations as mandatory and to give more weight to their opinions than our own whether or not they have bad intentions the problem is still the same they are leading from a place of arrogance not humility or spirituality proverbs 3 5 advises us on this by saying do not be wise in your own eyes fear the lord and depart from evil if we are not careful the limitations of others can hinder our own faithfulness. In moments like these, I think of Job. His friends visited him while he was sick with good intention. Nonetheless, their spiritual limitations caused them to give incorrect advice. Job responds in Job 12 verse 3 by saying, But I have understanding as well as you. I am not inferior to you. You and I get to decide where we go next and how we get there. Most importantly, We are accountable to God first for those decisions, everyone else second. We may or may not agree with each other as we search for the narrow gate, but once we find it, our goal should be to point others back to Christ and not to ourselves. What we leave behind is just as important as what we decide to take or pick up along the way. Whether it's the opinions of others, the trauma that needs healing, friendships, family, dreams, opportunities bad habits, there will always be some level of separation. There has to be, in order for us to be successful once we make it through the narrow gate. Our entry isn't the end of our journey, it's the beginning of a new one. When Abraham was called to leave his family, his country, and his father's house, it wasn't just about endings, but also new blessings. God would make of Abraham a great nation, but in order for this to happen, separation had to occur. Even Christ, while on earth, had to go through a separation from God in order to pay the price for our sins. On the cross He proclaimed, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He bore the weight of our sins, and by His stripes we are healed. Don't fight the goodbyes that God is calling on us to have. Instead. Ask for the courage and strength needed to let go. It might feel scary, lonely, uncomfortable, or awkward, but it's necessary. If not, we'll foster the distractions that lead us away from the Spirit of God. So ask yourself, are you willing to see what God is showing you to forsake? If so, you will be able to confidently walk through the narrow gate, the one that leads to life. God bless and see you next time with Loves in Action.